we are now a society at a distance, forced to separate in order to survive. Many Australian citizens have been called home from overseas. Along with the shutdown of all non-essential services, Australians returning home now face new isolation measures. These include not only practising social distancing, but now isolating themselves for 14 days before they can be reunited with their family. But isolation can take a toll, as reporter Julia Ranieri finds out. This is my cousin Gemma. She tries to stick to a routine while she's in isolation. Every morning, getting up, making herself breakfast and going about the day ahead of her as best she can. She was called back by her university last month, cutting her exchange short as she flew back to Melbourne in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Her dream cut short. She looks back on her time in Geneva fondly, living the life of a student in a new and exciting environment she wanted to only discover and make memories in. Now being in an environment where I'm completely by myself, that's also very different. When I was in Geneva, I also lived at a student hall of residence and it was very much the same. There were shared communal spaces, um, shared kitchens, so you're always with other people, always interacting. Um, Yeah, and now I'm I have to be in a period of isolation and, yeah, I'm not even able to see my family for two weeks. But now, forced into a mandatory 14-day isolation period, reality truly sets in. I think what I miss most um, while in self-isolation is being able to have face-to-face conversations with people. It's really great with technology these days that you can FaceTime your friends or call your family virtually um, whenever you like, but technology does have its limitations. Sometimes simple things like Wi-Fi cuts out or when you're on a phone call, it's difficult to see people's body language and then maybe get the whole meaning of what someone's saying. So, yeah, it's really nice to just um, have a face-to-face conversation with someone and really get the whole picture when you're talking to them. Discussing the impacts of the virus... We also spoke about how she was keeping herself busy, occupied even, in what can seem like a very lonely time. Well, I'm trying to continue doing my university courses by distance. So that includes both 
a new courses and university of geneva courses so i'm trying to keep um busy by studying which is something to focus on i also try and do exercise in self-isolation usually mm-hmm. i like to run outdoors um but because that isn't a possibility anymore i um put on little videos of little circuit training or yoga on youtube and then um in my room just try and complete those online because i think that being active is something that's really really important for your mental health so to try and find substitutes in self isolation is a really good idea as humans we are innately social and often our instinct is to reach out to touch or to be close to others when we feel unwell or afraid isolation can sadly bring upon feelings of anxiety confusion and, and even anger in self isolation it's a little bit hard to be feeling like you're a still a part of um something bigger than yourself uh it's something that i think that in um this period health is a real concern yet in this crisis we must not forget our mental health it is just as important as our physical isolation is the enemy of good mental health sebastian rosenberg a senior lecturer and head of mental health policy at ANU says that being isolated can often have negative effects on a person's mental state. And with that threat of isolation, I think this is a recipe for uh increased mental illness. So, um you know, I guess in some ways I think there is if you like a another kind of curve that we need to bend. You know, it's the curve not of corona but of mental illness everybody now associates hand washing with health promotion you know what's the hand washing equivalent for your mental health and now as social distancing is implemented we should be practicing distant socializing using the technology we have in front of us to connect and keep in touch with those we love and hold close to our hearts Staying connected will make us happier, healthy, and even more socially responsible as we continue to contend with this crisis and the unknown future it brings. How do we create that sense of personal agency and control? So, so first of all, I think we need to start with consistent, honest, regular information. You know, mm-hmm. we really need to have uh, this information, which can lead to better understanding of, uh, from for people about what more clearly about what they're facing. and how to deal with it and um i think what's critical here is that you know technology now permits many of us not all of us and that's important but many of us to connect in new and effective ways and even this virtual connection provides vital social cohesion at a time when corona is literally uh pushing us apart We must remember that love is not just conveyed by touch. It can move between strangers, travel through objects even. There are so many things available to sustain us now, and though it might sound counterintuitive to say it, loneliness is one of them. The weird gift of loneliness is that it grounds us and gives us a commonality. We are all in this together. And as others watch the news, worry about the future, and the whole world is in the same boat. We have to realize we've never been less alone.